Here at Intoxia Reviews, we intellectually dissect the art of cinema, scene by scene. Here's some clips. All he is, it's just a fucking big wooden doll full of cum, chasing kids around. <laughs> you look up guys who poop in a bag. I think that's where you'll find them. Because he is hurt. It's probably just in your search history anyway, isn't it? This movie fucking blows. So don't forget to subscribe to Intoxicated Reviews on all places you find podcasts. Except Spotify. We're working on it. Boys Club. Is it called Boys Club because my apartment looks like a boy lives in it? I wouldn't say a boy lives in it. I would say a boy is kidnapped somewhere in here. Boys Club. We're everything. We're true crime. We're, we're world true, star hip hop. world star hip hop. We're Netflix reviews. Stories of the day. Boys Club. Listen. Yeah, do it. We're on iTunes. We're on Spotify. Uh, I think. Uh, no, we're not. And on Google Play. Nobody gives a shit. Boys Club. Boys Club Podcast. Now with 90% more sound clips of black people. Boys Club. Touch me and I'll soup. Hey there, guys. It's Mark Adam from the Parenting Podcast. Join me and my co-host, Katie G, every week for a brand new episode. We talk about parenthood and kids. We talk about it from every single angle. We talk about the lows, the highs, the laughs, and the cries. Join us. Subscribe wherever fine podcasts are found. And don't forget to join our community. You can start by visiting us on Facebook, facebook.com slash parenting. It's like parenting with an A in the middle because we like to rant about stuff. Anyway, you get it. We'll see you there. Do not take product if you are hypersensitive. Oh, hey, Internet, and welcome back to the Intoxicated Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah, and if you are brand new to Intoxicated, this is a drinking comedy podcast where I have friends and comedians on, and we talk about life over a couple drinks. It is indeed becoming comedy month here on Intoxicated. I am super stoked that I have a few stand-up comedians on this month. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode with Kirsten. I am getting so much feedback about it. So stoked that you guys loved that episode. I'm going to be sure to invite her back on because it was a lot of fun. And this week, also a lot of fun. Another really fun episode coming your way with comedian Scott Belford, who I actually met the same night that I met Kirsten. And he came over. We shot the shit. We drank Moosehead beer. It was fantastic. Scott is a very successful comedian. He has toured across the country and he is somewhat new to Halifax, only been here since the summer. So super pumped to have him on the show and learn about his life. We did talk a lot about comedy and sort of the journey he's made from working in radio to now. So lots of comedy talk in this, but it was absolutely fascinating and I freaking love it. As a fan and a supporter of comedy in general, I love talking about comedy. This was amazing. Uh, Some other things we talked about were, you know, the idea of dating when you're a comic. It can be challenging. That was a good segment of the conversation as well. And one thing that I found super interesting about this episode is just talking about the hustle behind comedy. Because I don't know if a lot of people realize that comedians are entrepreneurs. Um, Their business is themselves. So they have to constantly be selling themselves and keeping themselves on the ball to get stuff done and to build material, 
to get their name out there. And Scott definitely has a lot of insight into that, being someone who has done it for upwards of 10 years. So super cool. And, you know, we also talked about, you know, death and the end of the world and climate change and how we are all screwed. So just a very standard episode. Nothing too heavy. It was a shit ton of fun. I really had a blast recording with Scott and hopefully he will be back on. Scott does have some shows coming up soon and I will be sure to leave the dates and the links to tickets in the description of this podcast so that you can grab tickets if you are in Halifax. I'll also link to his social media as well so you can give him a follow. And of course, make sure you do follow Intoxicated on social media as well. All the links are going to be in the description. You know the drill. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. But most importantly, if you do like this episode or if you are a returning listener, do make sure you are subscribed wherever you find podcasts. And you can also spread the love by leaving us a rating or review on iTunes. And speaking of reviews, I do want to give a massive shout out to last week's guest, Kirsten, for leaving us a review on iTunes that I'm going to read right now because it makes me feel good about myself. So Kirsten did leave a five-star rating. Thank you so much. And she said that it's an awesome chill listen. It's like a party with friends hosted by interview extraordinaire Sarah McClellan. Whew, tall order, tall order. Not sure I'm quite an extraordinaire, but holy shit, do I ever appreciate that review. Thank you so much, Kirsten. I know she also did uh, recommend us on Facebook as well, which all these things help the show out. So I can't say thank you enough to anyone who shares the episodes or tells their friends about it. That's what it's all about. And I appreciate that so much. And I'd like to remind everyone about something very exciting happening in one month or so. So February 16th, which is a Saturday, we are doing a 15-hour live stream in celebration of episode 100. Holy shit, you guys. I'm still in the early stages of planning the stream, but I can tell you I've confirmed a couple people already, and it's going to be bigger better and even more bonkers than last time. I am so excited. I'm actually getting a new computer super, super soon. I'm going to get a really fast, good desktop computer that I'm going to use for streaming. I'm hoping that this means the stream is going to look better, sound better, all that fun stuff. I am just absolutely amped for this live stream. And I'm so happy that I'm getting on the planning early because it's episode 100, guys. I'm so fucking proud of this. So Keep that on your radar and what you can do uh, until then is make sure that you are subscribed to us on YouTube or Twitch. So that's where the stream is going to go. It's going to be on YouTube and Twitch. So whichever one you prefer to watch streams on, make sure you're subscribed to us on there. I will leave the links below. One last thing to plug before we get to this episode, I do want to plug our Patreon. It is patreon.com backslash intoxicated. We just posted a $10 bonus episode. So for $10 and up Patreons, you can get bonus episodes specifically recorded by me and Corey that we try our best to do on a bi-weekly basis. And there are other reward levels on there as well. So whatever your budget, you can donate monthly, support the show, get some extras. It's a win-win. So certainly check that out if you are interested. And guys, that's about it. I'm super stoked for this episode. You guys are going to love it. So I hope you enjoy this week's episode with comedian Scott Belford. I fucking loved radio. Oh my God. The free concerts would be. And I, I was uh, doing radio in Grand Prairie, Alberta, which at the time, although it was a smaller town, had a shit ton of money, which meant that 
the acts and the artists that that city was getting for a place of 50,000 people was insane. Yeah. Like the Black Eyed Peas, Snoop Dogg. And I mean, I, I, I was a huge rock fan, still am. I mean, I've diversified mm. my music a little bit because yeah. you just get tired of nothing but guitar music. But like, you know, when I was in my <laughs> 20s, it was classic rock or nothing. And like, I loved stuff like the Trues and Matt Mays and all this yes! East Coast stuff, right? Joel Plaskett. And they would come. And because there was such a huge East Coast um, flavor in Alberta, because so many Maritimers go out there for work or right. did back in the early 2000s and, and yeah. even up until more recently, uh, we got so many great East Coast rock bands that would come out and like, I got to party with a bunch of them. Yeah. <laughs> East Coasters Matt, love to party. Matt right? Mays is one of my favorites. My dream is one day seeing Matt Mays on the street and be like, hey, remember that one radio interview I did with you and like how we could really be buddies? You know, I do comedy, you do music. <laughs> I've often like thought long term, like intoxicated long term like I'm gonna focus on comedy but fuck I would love to get like a matinee on the show oh. like just have wouldn't a beer, that be the best have beer and like just talk about music cause mm. like music's another love of mine and I've thought about launching another podcast which would make me a crazy person cause it's just a lot of work but <laughs> I, I've thought about launching like kind of like an intoxicated music based one yeah but I'm just like Sarah you're gonna be just drinking constantly yeah you're going to die like there's no way you can do this you know, it really does suck that the <laughs> best things in life slowly kill you. Or even, <laughs> so maybe true. that's the wrong way of putting it, quickly kill you. You right? know, like if they didn't just, because. I know. I try really hard to go a week or two sometimes, yeah. you know, just just get With a, a couple like... weeks under your belt, especially when you're on the road a lot and you wind up in your 30s, which you shouldn't be drinking for like six days straight. It's no. not good for you. And you it's know really, it's really not. It's <laughs> terrible for you and yeah. you feel it. You yes. know, when you're, when you wake up in the morning and your body's like, you wake up to your body screaming, no, no. <laughs> why? why right? you, that's the thing. Like, um, I always tell people, and we're recording right now, by the way, <laughs> just so you know, we're in. <laughs> um, uh, I always tell people, I'm like, you can still drink as hard as you did in your twenties and your thirties, but you're going to feel it 10 times. You worse. have to do it a little less because little it hurts less. too much. Oh my God. Does it ever hurt? And I'm this not- is the worst part for me is that because People may disagree. Maybe I just have too much time on my hand. But life's pretty boring. So, mm-hmm. like, it. <laughs> you know, life, it really is pretty boring. But if you, you know, conversation when you're drinking or, like, yeah. you go out and you're with friends and stuff. And you know what? It, it does suck that my first thought when I'm with gr- a group of friends mid-afternoon is I'm like, let's have a beer. You know, maybe yeah. it, know. there's something to go-to. be said for the person who can just enjoy everything and their full sobriety, but also like weird. <laughs> I 100% agree. Cause if you think about it, when's the last time you asked, asked a friend to like go skating yeah. or go for a walk? Yeah. Like that's just like not really a thing that happens. Mm. It's usually let's go get a drink yeah. or let's go. Should we walk and smoke this joint? Like- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're always getting fucked up. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, that's why I start the show. Cause I found the conversations that I would have while drinking were always pretty hilarious deep intense like like all the good conversations have been while drinking and i don't know if it's in our heads because i feel like sometimes it is and this Mm. only comes from listening back to sets where i was drunk oh interesting and then having a blast while i was on stage right and then listening back to it and being like oh that wasn't a hilarious great set i was just drunk (laughs) so (laughs) 
So, like, who knows how many conversations we're having, Sarah? We're like, literally, that's the only reason they're good. Oh my god! You now, I'm now, I'm like, oh, this podcast. What am I doing? But there are many times that I'll walk away from an episode and be like holy shit, I don't remember. Like, that probably wasn't. And then I'll listen back sober, and I'm like, oh, no, this this is good. Shout out to your last podcast, though. Like, you and Kirsten Finch was great. And I love that I now know that it's Kirsten. Kirsten, yeah. You know, because I was just out there Kirsten in it up, you know. Oh, Kirsten, Kirsten. And it took it took your podcast to realize. I I was nervous about that. And it's a fear of mine. A fellow comedian that I had been encountered with dozens of times. (laughs) I was calling her by the wrong name. And this is the (laughs) hilarious thing with names like that, right, is that she was just like, eh. I don't have to tell every person. Right? <laughs> I can imagine. I, I'm lucky I got that easy name where it's like, yeah, Sarah. It's Sarah. <laughs> it was a good podcast, though. You get, you girls got it. It made Thank me feel so a little ignorant because I was just like, <laughs> I found myself, I'm like, are these like like woman knowledge deep cuts? Because like, I feel like there's B-sides on here. I'm, I'm Googling what a diva cup is. I'm, just like, I'm like, what be, the fuck? <laughs> I will be inviting her back. I yeah. felt like her and I were just like instant friends. And it was, yeah, it was pretty epic. I felt kind of um, like, maybe we should talk about something non-girly. But I had so much fun talking about the girly stuff. It felt really good. So I don't regret it. I you was don't like, get I, a chance. I just Go recorded with a bunch of boys, like for like a bunch of weeks in a row. So like recording I'm, with her. I'm the was... same way when I wind up around a bunch of my baseball nerd friends, and then all of a sudden my girlfriend's like ready to kill herself as I'm like <laughs> deep diving into like baseball, you know, baseball stats. And, like... In, it's like inside base. Is yeah. that is that a phrase? Inside baseball? Do people say that when it's like inside baseball? Like you're talking about something specific? Yeah, of course. Okay, Sorry, okay. yeah. Because I've been saying that, and I don't know if that's a phrase. Or not. <laughs> um, we're bearing the lead here, though, guys. Welcome to the Intoxicated Podcast. I'm very, 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 very excited to have Scott Balfour on. Hello, Scott. Did I say the, your name right? I know. I like you nailed it. And Scott Balfour. Your enthusiasm right now is. And just, I'm, I'm hand dancing. She's she is hand dancing. You, you can't you can't see. Uh, I am very vigorously with her right and <laughs> less so with her left that I'm had her drink in it. Yes. It. I'm shocked that I haven't ruined equipment yet with. All the drinks that have been around this podcast. So you're it's gonna what? happen. This is episode ninety six. This will be well. Wait, what was the last one I posted? This is why I asked. So I think <laughs> the last one was ninety four. So okay. I think you're gonna be ninety. We're ninety five. So yeah, you're gonna your episode's gonna come out this week. You've done this ninety five times. Yes. Um, what spell. is the majority of your guests' drinks? Ooh. Is beer number one? Oh my gosh, that's such a good question. Beer is very common. Yes. I would say it's a good whiskey, drink, drink. whiskey, whiskey okay. is, very, is actually shockingly common. Yeah. And I think, I don't want to call my shot, but the next two episodes might be whiskey episodes because Catherine Robinson, I think, is a whiskey drinker. Oh, yeah. She loves her bourbon. So she's probably going <laughs> to choose whiskey. And I think that, uh, I think Dan's going to bring whiskey too. So like a lot of whiskey, a lot of beer. Oh my God. Like we've really had it all. I yeah. drink a lot of vodka. Yeah. Like there's some episodes where it's like returning guests where we just drink whenever we, we want to drink. Yeah. Um, and I'll just usually drink a vodka soda water. <laughs> so that's like, that is the Sarah drink. And yeah. that is the most white girl, basic bitch, clear alcohol drink that 
you could ever get. Right. But it makes me feel. But nice. you know what? You take that vodka. Yeah. You put a little hot sauce. You put a little <laughs> Worcestershire. You throw some clam drippings and tomato oh, juice in you, there, you, and you got yourself a fucking C- drink. Caesar, <laughs> yeah. Are you a Caesar guy? I love Caesar so oh, much. Oh, me They're too. They're probably my favorite drink. If I'm just going to have a drink at noon, mm-hmm. just one. Just one. But you want a banger. It's going to be a spicy Caesar every yeah. time. I ding dang. Thank you. It's such, it's We're a good, doing it. We got one. It's a good brunch drink, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which is a funny thing drink. to say. Yeah, it is, right? It's a good, <laughs> it's a good morning drink. Yeah. <laughs> well, I find when I'm hungover, I like a Caesar. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't, I don't know why. I, I remember the first time I tried a Caesar, I was very nervous about it because I, I have a sensitive stomach, and spicy food has been something that I've been easing myself into sure. very slowly. Yes, but I'm starting to like it more because I'm eating a lot of Indian food. I fucking love Indian food, <laughs> and I just I up it a bit more each time. But with a Caesar, the first time I tried it, I was so nervous, and I tried it, and I went, "Whoo!" That just kicked me in the ass. Like it, it just kind of invigorated me yeah. in a weird way. It kicked me in, like it just like woke me up. I was like, I like this. <laughs> and then I and then I haven't stopped since. I love Caesars and that Caesar salt on the rim. Oh, I'll just rimmer. go. Mm. <laughs> Talking so about this, rims already. This is uh, one of my good friends, Paul Meyerhog. He's a Canadian comic. He's actually living in the um, UK right now. But he was over in June, and he was playing Chuckles in St. John, New Brunswick, and I was opening for him. And nice. we went out after the show, and it was a great time, and we're, we're having Caesars. And he's recently become a vegan. Uh. <laughs> and so we're drinking this Caesar, and I'm like, wait, <laughs> how are you able to drink this Caesar as a vegan? And he's like, what are you talking about? <gasps> I'm like, and then it kind of hit me. I'm like, oh, no. I'm gonna, ruin, I'm gonna ruin Caesar's. <laughs> I'm yes, like, buddy, there's clam in this. Like, it's why they call it clamato juice. He's like, oh, oh no. no. Like, spit it, did he spit uh, it out? Like, oh, like, no. He, he fucking, uh, he didn't finish it. He didn't uh, stop ordering Caesar's, but like, gosh, that. I felt bad. He's like, you ruined this. <laughs> that really? That's gonna suck. I mean, kudos to anyone who tries the vegan thing. I could never do it. That's just madness to me. I couldn't do it, but it's only because I'm lazy. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's really not because I'm that into meat. Like yeah. meat's meat's good, but like I that Beyond Meat burger from uh, A and W. I've heard good things about it. It's, it's fantastic. It, you can't it? even tell the difference. Really? And honestly, if they just had like burgers like that, I would just start eating those. Like it wouldn't matter. Right. I I just want convenience, especially as a, com- yeah. a comedian that's on the road all the time. You just Ooh. you know like the amount of times you're driving through fucking. Davidson, Saskatchewan, and, you just and you're just, you just you're just like food. I just want food. Do you, you eat know? a lot of fast food on the road? Uh, I eat way too much fast food on the road. Uh, I've been working harder at it at like going to grocery stores when I'm like at a you know and buying my breakfast and right. stuff in advance. Like but when you can try to buy, can, but, but that's tough. It's super tough, especially if you're going town to town regularly. Yeah, you know, like it's nice if you like get put up for a weekend in one place but there's lots of times where i'm like wednesday in a town and then next town thursday next town friday next town saturday right you know so that's intense but yeah you said it you are a comedian you are a stand-up comedian and you've been doing it for how long uh i've been doing comedy for 10 years 10 years but i've been making a living at it for just under two right bitch and ding 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 
Good job. You are alive. You're more enthusiastic than my dad because my dad was like, you could have been a doctor in that time. I was like, ah, you don't know how smart I am. I most certainly could not have been. Oh, man. We share that. My parents are also disappointed in me. Um, I have one sister who's a vet, the other sister who just got into the Boston Marathon. Oh, buddy. And then then there's me. Successful siblings are the worst. Let's be serious. Yeah, right? Like yeah. the better your siblings do, it's just like, come on, guys. Can we not bad. keep a baseline here of fucking reachability? <laughs> do you ever do you have siblings? I have two brothers and a sister. So where are you in the in the in the line? I am the oldest. You are the oldest. Mm-hmm. And are your siblings much younger than you? Or like, uh, age both my brothers are eighteen months apart. So the middle brother is eighteen months younger than I. Oh. Three years is the other brother younger than I am. And then my little sister is eight years younger Crazy. than I am. Easy. So kind of a big mishmash. And here's a little. Belford tidbit for you. My little sister, also a comedian, six years in, in Toronto. Oh, shit! Recently signed to Comedy Records, which is like one of the biggest uh, comedy agencies in Canada. So like, little sis kicking butt. What's the name? Claire. Claire Claire Belford? Claire Belford. Check her out, guys. Take a look at it. Yeah, totally. Hopefully she'll get to Halifax sometime. She will. She's actually, she's toured out here... Probably four years ago, it was one of the first tours she ever did. She came out east and did Cape Breton and Halifax and a bunch of the local guys here, like Travis and Dan and stuff. They know her. So, oh my god! Yeah. Unre- so, does this funny being funny does that run in the family a bit? Yes, it do does, make- but not what it, it's funny because my parents and if they heard this, they would be so upset to hear this. Both of them, <laughs> the least funny people, they are not funny. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah, make this the sound clip. Yeah, Post it all over the internet. <laughs> <laughs> and I love them to death. They love to take claim for both my sisters and my humor, and it is not the case. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So you and your and then the other siblings, like the other two, are also very funny, but um, have no desire for validation from complete strangers. They're just like confident guys who just- don't need. They don't need to hear a whatever laugh. ridiculous thing I'm chasing. I don't even know what I need anymore. The worst <laughs> part is, the worst part is, is like there's so many times where I do a set and it's it goes so well and I'm still like, eh, it could have been better. I'm like, well, yeah. what now? What am I even after? Like, what am I even trying to get? Here? Wow, interesting. <laughs> well, I mean, I think if you do it full time, that's that's how you're that's how you're working. Yeah, you know what I mean. That like you have no other distractions, mm-hmm. so you're focusing extra hard on those little sets Mm -hmm. interesting so when did you what was the moment oh we skipped the friendship origin how we met we skipped yes so i met you the same night that i i met kirsten yes at at gus's pub that's right and i was just like come on the podcast and then you messaged me and i was like fuck yes (laughs) i love it when comedians reach out your exact words to me were like message me Say you're going to message me and the message me. I was like, okay, well. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I always, I like to throw it out and be like, I have this thing. You're welcome to come on. Like, check it out. See if it's for you. And like, you let me know rather than me bugging you Mm -hmm. to be like, come on my podcast. Come on my podcast. Come on my podcast. But this is, this. it's awesome. I love getting comics on. Um, It's fucking fantastic. Um, But back to it. When was the moment, like, when did you get into it? So like. When was your first show? Like, how did that all work? That's because you know people I guess say it depends I've been... how far you want to go to to go back. It, yeah, 
I really wasn't one of those comics that was like, oh, I wanted to be a comic all my life. Oh, interesting. Okay. But I was. Mm, deep down, So, maybe? like, here's what it, here's, so Evening at the Improv, and you might be a little too young for this, but A&E used to run a show every Sunday at 10 o'clock at night, and it was called Evening at the Improv, and it was an hour-long comedy special, and it was the old-school brick wall, and they had, like, six comics go up and do their seven to eight minutes or whatever. Nice. And this is when I was about 10, and I loved it, and I used to get to watch it on long weekends, but... My bedtime up until I was about 10 was like 9, right? That's you know? pretty late. It, it, maybe it might have even been 8. I don't know. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I just remember it was too late for me to watch it, right. right? And then when I turned 11, my parents made a deal that I could stay up as late as I want. And basically what that meant is that I was allowed to stay up and watch Evening at the Improv. And then I go to the fuck to bed, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, like, at 11, like, one of the things that I, I looked forward to is that Sunday night where I got to watch an hour of stand-up comedy. But I was from northern Alberta. So, like, basically, me imagining that I could be a stand-up comedy was like me thinking that I could be an astronaut. Like, I, right. it's one of those things that when you grow up and your parents tell you you can do anything you want, you're like, oh, yeah, sure I can, right? <laughs> like... So, like, literally by the time, honestly, by the time I was 15, like, this was something that just, I, the thought of, I remember my mom showed me a thing that I wrote in grade five. So, I would have been 10 or 11. And it said, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I put stand-up comedian. I put stand-up oh, comedian there. Oh, that's adorable. But by the time I was 16, I if had you asked me what I wanted to be when I was 10, there's no way I could have told you. Right. It, this was just something that, I, like, these memories came back to me in time as I got further into comedy. Right. So, I really didn't pursue it and i got into radio i wound up being an mc for a comedy show at the casino in grand prairie alberta after doing that for about three months i finally got off the balls to write a couple jokes i did some jokes and i i really started to enjoy it even though i was terrible <laughs> and then i we touched on this briefly before uh we started recording here, but like, you know, there was a girl that I'd fallen all in love with at the radio station and then things didn't work out and then it was super awkward. And then I wound up losing this gig at the casino because the radio station, they switched advertising, the casino switched advertising. So it was another Shit. radio station that got to MC it. And then I asked if I could still go and do it under a different name. They wouldn't allow me all sorts of weird stuff. Damn. And literally I kind of went sideways and right. like quit the job and moved to Edmonton it's, to pursue stand up comedy. It's crazy like, how breakups can just derail your life and send you in like a completely other direction. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, like that's, that's crazy. But it wasn't, it was a, it was a combination of things. Right. I'm not saying it was just, it was kind girl. of a catalyst in a way. It, it yeah. was absolutely. It was mm. like, and I was, I had worked in radio for so long and been pursuing a morning show position in, in bigger cities and just been in, I had three interviews in about a three month span and didn't get any of them. Right. And I, I just really, Grand Prairie was my hometown too. So it was another thing. I just, I just wanted the fuck out. Right? Yeah, that's totally. So cagey. that's kind of how I, I quit my job and I just didn't know what else to do. And I was like, well, I could just go get a warehouse job and pursue stand up. I guess like I was still ah. 26. So I felt like I was young enough that it, I could still be a bum, you know? Right, <laughs> right, 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 right. It's, it's a good age to be. Yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah. that's what I was yeah. basically telling everyone. I'm like, I'm quitting my job to pursue something that is unattainable attainable pretty much like <laughs> what was the reaction around you, when uh, you my parents that? have always been ridiculously 
supportive. Oh, that's <laughs> like, good. Like to an annoying level. Like Aww. it's it's great. Absolutely. I've never felt any pressure from them to pursue anything other than what I'm after. But I mean, a lot of my friends and bosses and stuff like that in radio, which was something that I loved very much and had pursued for years and years and years. And the money in radio was shit. Yeah. I have a friend. Shout out to my friend, Caitlin, who's doing it right now. She's doing Amazing. it in uh, Fort, is it Fort Francis, Ontario? Of course. Yep. That's because where that's where you got to go. That's you got to go to is. these small towns and, and cut your teeth and do your thing. Yeah. And so I'd, I'd finally actually gotten to a point where, you know, I was making... You know, nothing amazing, but forty to forty-five thousand a right. year. You know, I was making a living income at radio. I'd spent seven years to get to that point. So, like, a lot of my buddies who watched me work my way up and and watched me work my ass off to get to this point were kind of beside themselves that I just threw it all away to pursue something else. But you want to know what? And I wonder if you agree on this. Radio, the skills you get in radio. 100%. Transferable over to comedy. It's so transferable. You have a very good radio voice, by the way. Uh, thank you. And people <laughs> tell me this all the time. It's almost like I did radio for you. It's almost like you were, <laughs> that was what you did. But they're transferable skills. And it's like, I wish people wouldn't look at it that way because you went on that journey and mm-hmm. you got skills from it and you're now using those skills. So it wasn't a waste. It wasn't a waste at and, all. And I mean, I... I'll be very honest. I I feel like a lot of this stuff was in my own head too. Right. Like, I honestly, Sarah, I used to think that I couldn't play Grand Prairie, Alberta. Mm. Like I used to go there and bomb, and I really thought that the people there remembered me from radio, and they were hoping that I'd fail. Like crazy oh. stuff, right? Just yeah, that, uh, it would make sense that you would get in your head about that. No, that's that's a it, human thing. Yeah, it's just a confidence thing, right? And like yeah. once I kind of hit a point in my career where. Like, I'm pretty confident that I, you can, listen, I really believe, <laughs> like, there's, I'm in the top 200 comics in this country doing this, you know, like, I, dang, dang. Uh, for, for traveling everywhere and being able to, and I don't mean that in, I'm one of the top guys that you can put in downtown Toronto, and I don't mean that you, I'm one of the top guys that you can put in Cardiff, Saskatchewan, right? but everything in between, I'm going to be a consistent guy who's got good time that can like you big city small town i'm i'm gonna do fairly comparable right 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 right. it's taking a lot of work and a lot of time to get to that point crazy so i don't know what we were just talking about i don't know well comedy sometimes i feel like actually you're holding your beer now Mm -hmm. we need to mention what we're drinking yes good old moosehead so i asked an old east coast lager i asked you what you wanted to drink and this is what you chose, and I want to know why. Well, in all honesty, it's because I listened to your last podcast and heard how poor you were, and I was like, well, what's the beer, <laughs> what's the beer I like the most that costs the least money? <laughs> you are so sweet. Oh, my God. Because I'm a huge beer fan. Like, I love craft beer, but they're so fucking expensive. It's ridiculous. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> I am so poor. My credit cards are in the freezer right now. <laughs> yeah, they're literally frozen in ice. So I, yeah, I feel that interesting. So, have you always been a beer guy? Uh yeah, yeah. Is that like your? Yeah. That's like your. I go-to? mean, when I was younger, I drank. Uh, I was a big whiskey guy, but mm. I'm I'm built like a little skinny rail. But <laughs> when I'd get some whiskey in me, I'd act like I I had uh, fighting skills. Interesting. So make it like. Like Hulk, like like, well, yeah, angry, it, little angry. No, it made me get my ass kicked a bunch, and <laughs> to the point where I was like, okay, the, you know, you only got to eat soup for two weeks in college when you're like, okay, I gotta stop 
mouthing off every guy. <laughs> you got a little too brave on the whiskey. Oh, I, honestly, one yeah. of the things I did when I was 21 is I used to talk myself into fights and then see if I could talk myself out of them. And like, oh. dangerous game to play because sometimes you can't. <laughs> oh, I kind of like really love doing that though. I won't lie. I love being a shit disturber. Oh, yeah. And one thing I love most about being a shit disturber when you're drunk mm-hmm. is looking at your friends around you try to stop it. Oh my god, Sarah. You and I would <laughs> you and I would be a, a bad bad pair to send out on the town. Oh my gosh. I can't remember what shit it was. Shit disturbing is literally my favorite thing to do really? in the entire world. Oh my god. There is nothing I love more than getting under the skin of people I love and know. <laughs> You know? <laughs> that's the key. What you said at the end there is the key. People yes. you love and know. Yes. Strangers, that's douchey. Mm-hmm. But people you know. But sometimes and love, that's fun too at a certain level. At a certain level. When yeah. you're drunk enough that you stop caring. 100%. 100%. I was listening to a podcast today, tonight with Sarah Silverman, mm-hmm. and they were talking about roasting. And they were saying how a good roast should be between people who know each yes, other. Yes, of course. Not just like strangers that are just like, you know browsing through your facebook you have to, to be the only way roasts work is if they're all friends yeah. unless everyone's incredibly famous yeah, yeah. you know like it's, yeah, exactly. it's why the the comedy central roasts work beautifully because yeah. this is one thing i always found funny about roasts is they're about knocking people down who have reached the top yeah so like a lot of these amateur roasts that you see going on in scene to scene to scene throughout canada and throughout throughout the world because roasts have become so big it, it's yeah. not as fun, I find, when it's just a bunch of comics that are like that kind of know each other. They're a like, bit. "You suck," and yeah. everyone's like, "Yeah, we we all we- <laughs> kind of suck." <laughs> and they, attack, they like they attack the most obvious things. Yeah, like the things that like anyone would just look at someone exactly. And attack. But when you're roasting David Hasselhoff or what, you know, like yeah. the, these are people who read, you know, Jeff Ross. Like these are guys that are like at the top. Yeah, <laughs> and if you're roasting like a friend, yeah, like a, a fellow comedian friend that you know really well that it's good fun you got dirt on them yeah that people don't know Mm -hmm. so you can drudge that shit oh my god that must be so fun it's fun (laughs) it is fun have you ever done any roast battles i've done yeah i've done lots of roast battles when i was when i had first started in comedy i actually did quite a few and i was quite good at it yeah i've i try to avoid them now because i find that now that i'm older i'm more self-conscious which i didn't (laughs) think was something that was supposed to fucking happen It's like more now. I'm more self-aware, you know. Yeah, like in my twenties, yeah. I, I still had that like veil of like people aren't looking at me, and now I'm like, oh no, like everybody's looking at me. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's totally. And it's funny because Sarah Silverman mentioned it. She's like, I didn't think I would get offended by anything that they said, but because they and I don't remember which roast specifically it was that she was on, but they were making a lot of old jokes to her. Like, you're old. You're so old. And mm-hmm. at the time, she was, like, late 30s, 40s, yeah. like, around there. And she's like, it hit me harder than I thought. Those old jokes, because mm-hmm. she wasn't expecting it. Yeah. She was expecting, like, you're a whore, you're slutty. Yeah. Like, but then it was like, you're old. Yeah. And it, like, just hit her like a ton of <laughs> And she's like, what about my sluttiness, guys? Because <laughs> <laughs> I often think, I'm like... I I just love being made fun of. Yeah, I think it's a form of endearment in a weird way. Being do, you have siblings. I do. Yeah. See, th- I think that is a mentality. What what? I am uh, the youngest. You're the youngest, and okay. my sisters are much. Well, I wouldn't say much older, but like there's a big age gap. Like then I'm gonna say right yeah. now that's 
why you had that mentality. I have the same mentality. I really believe that. I really think, I really think that the oldest and the youngest have the most in common for two very different reasons. And it's just that like, you know, because the oldest has to go through so much with the parents and the parents are always for the most part. So fucking, it's their first time having a kid. So like yeah. they're overprotective. They're worried about everything. And they're they're kind of guessing. You know? And by like the, the second kid or the third, by the time the third kid comes, they're just like fucking, by the time you're three, they're like, live your life. Just <laughs> the older ones will We're look done. after the younger ones. You know? That's like, so true. I mean, like, I, I feel like it's a thing amongst middle ch- children to be like, the middle children don't get it good or, or whatever. It, like, and they, they don't. They, that's true. Like, the youngest and the oldest probably do have the best. Um, and I, I don't know if there's any way to prove this psychology-wise, but I really do think that the oldest and the youngest have the best, I don't want to say parenting, but, like, maybe the most attention from their parents paid to them. I would, I could say that. Say and that, so the yeah. middle kid gets kind of forgotten. And that's obviously the the, the middle kid rep. Middle kid You reputation. know, it's like, oh, they're the black sheep. They don't. Yeah. And it's because of that. It's totally because of that. You yeah. know, like, they're overshadowed by the oldest. And then the youngest gets all this attention. They're like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> fuck. I know. And Well, I, I, I kind of felt, felt like I got the baby mentality. You're the baby. Mm-hmm. You're the young. And I feel like I still get that. Yeah. So that's part of being the youngest that I'm not a fan of. I'm just like, <laughs> no, bitches. I have a drunk podcast and I'm in my 30s <laughs> and I'm paying bills and I don't have savings, but I'm paying bills. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting by and I'm not like a drug addict or, <laughs> or, you know, like I'm doing pretty good. So fuck off. Are you a worrier? Yes. You do, eh? Well, I mean, it depends on what the worry I I worry about hmm, really large things like mm. dying. Okay. <laughs> Me too. I think about death to an extreme degree, like to a point where I'm like, if I had a therapist, she would have a field day with me. Because there's like I like I'm very um, I'm either totally aloof. Oh, so what are you worried or about? I'm just getting hit by a car. Okay. Or like having a plane Small crash scale on me. Stuff. I like that. <laughs> Or like Donnie Darko style, a, a plane crashes in my room or something. Um, I don't How know. the environment has been going has <laughs> literally been taking over my life recently. Oh, really? It's ruining me, Sarah. The I can't climate? even... Like, I've been reading so many articles about how we're so fucked with climate change. Oh, yeah. And it... Honestly, I can truly say there has never been quite the amount of hopelessness that I feel. Like, I just like... Honestly... This Kevin Hart stuff came out, and I was just like, who fucking cares if he's right or wrong? We're all going to be wearing gas masks in 30 years, and the planet's dying and burning to the ground. (laughs) 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 The Uh, oceans are rising. We're all fucked, you know? It's so true, though. Like, why? (laughs) But it's this day and age of, I was kind of wanting to ask you about that. Um, this whole idea of like uncovering things from comics pasts and <laughs> drudging it up and being like, we're going to ruin their lives now. And like, what are your thoughts on all that? Like, it's Again, madness. I cannot stress enough that my thoughts are who fucking cares? Who fucking cares? Yeah, we're all going to die in a tsunami. Seriously? How does nobody <laughs> worry about this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I think we're pretty safe here in Nova Scotia. Yeah. Although it does freak me out that we're surrounded by ocean. 
I just like I I just worry about like what happens when the water crisis hits. Yeah. And we all realize in Canada that maybe we should have had guns. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think we'll be around for that though? Like the end of the world? Yeah. Do you want to be? No. Good see, God, no. Okay, see here's the weird thing about me though. I kind of want to be. You want to be. You want to. You want a fucking exclamation mark on the end. You're like, I want to be. Good. I want to be around for the end of the world, like the movie version of the end of the world, mm. not this slow burnout, but like the 2012, like where, uh, where humanity unites <laughs> and creates little things of like colonization, and everyone works together. That's a real beautiful thought. Right? <laughs> just like I just picture it. Like, have you ever seen The Road with Viggo Mortensen? Um, why is it? That sounds familiar to me. It is an apocalyptic movie, basically with uh, the dude from Lord of the Rings, right? (sighs) And they Mm -hmm. just walk on a road with no hope. Nothing good happens in the entire movie as all of them slowly die. It's kind of like the Walking Dead series. uh, It's like the Walking Dead, but without all the like, you know, terrible uh, love interests and and stuff like that. It's just like we're all dying and we're walking. Ah, that sounds depressing. It does sound depressing, but this is how I envision the end of the world i'm like we're just gonna all be fucked there's gonna be no water you know we're all gonna have like i hope it's not like that oh well i uh, me too i hope it's a big big star crashing into us i hope we don't have an end of the world it would be the best well i don't think well you're gonna die before the end of the world so i hope so (laughs) (laughs) i there's something about the idea of going out all together though that comforts me a bit (laughs) Um, I think that's, that's a very why... selfish. That's yeah. the most selfish fucking view, Sarah. You're like, I, I like the idea of it all ending when I end. I just, I just want to be with people. It's like the weirdest FOMO ever. That's one hundred percent what it is. You don't want to miss out. I don't want to miss out on anything. And if I go, I want other people to go with me so that they're not having fun while I'm. You dead. know what, Sarah? Fuck you. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> Fuck. It's just, I don't know. I think about death too much. I maybe it's just like, I, I grew up Catholic. So, like... I think it was- it's the times. And I don't mean to take away anything from... Uh, the religious upbringing because of course yeah. that's the one thing religion does is they all have an end date you know they're all like things are gonna end things are gonna you end know? whether it's Catholicism Christianity fucking Buddhism like literally every every religion they're like and then it ends right which is almost shitty for humanity that mm-hmm. like human I really believe this is one of the biggest problems with um with environmentalism right now is that mm-hmm. all these people when they're like, your life is going to have to take a little bit of a bump. We're not going to be able to keep using water the way we're using. We're not going to be able to keep burning gas the way we're burning. We're not going to be able to keep using energy the way we're using. And everyone's like, yeah, but really, should we? Because, you know, like, we are going to all have an apocalyptic ending. You know, the locusts yeah. are coming. God's going to come down from <laughs> the heavens. Yeah, there's, You know, like, I, I, I'm just yeah. like, maybe... If we just didn't have this, like, feeling of an afterlife, everyone would chip in a little harder. Interesting. That's an interesting way to look at it. I don't know. I, I don't know why I'm... You're just like, you're a real bummer, Scott, when, when you said because you were coming I, on. I consider me to be a bummer. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm just, like, I'm just living in fear. Yeah. So, like, I, I consider my outlook to be more bleak. 
Oh, buddy, I was reading about <laughs> solar storms the other day. Do you even Ooh, know this is a thing that exists? Like planets colliding? No, no, no. There's weather in space. <laughs> yeah. So, like, not only could we possibly be fucked by a tsunami on Earth, but there's, like, storms <laughs> that we have nothing we could do about We're in probably space. clashing around up there. Oh, man. Like, 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 and the other thing, too, is, is the fucking moon and the sun. That freaks me out. Oh. Just... <laughs> Don't get me going just on the sun. In general, <laughs> just in general. Because, the, because I, I remember when I was younger, I was really into space. I did a project on the planet Venus. And like I remember like learning a bunch of weird things. Did you do a diorama? Place. I don't even remember. Tell me I had styrofoam just, balls on I think it was literally sticks. just a, a blister board. Like, you nice. know, like just standard The brister board, project. the grade five project staple. Yes. The you go, stencils, you get a, a, a big brister board, you start gluing shit on there. Yeah. I fucking love it. But like, I remember, oh, what was it? N- n- learning that the sun is a, like the stars you see in the sky. Mm-hmm. The sun is a star, so that star could explode. Yeah. And that really freaks me out. And the fact the stars burn out. Did you ever watch um, Neil deGrasse Tyson's, um, oh my God, the big documentary series he did? No, I've only watched him on Katy Perry's You know what I'm talking about, though, right? I think so, yeah. Um, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. I should look it up. Yeah, please Google it because I'm literally going to go. I can't I'm believe say, I can't. Like, I, if, if I get on something, I need I, I want to say it starts with a C. C. Neil. It should be like the first thing that comes up. Cosmos? Yes. Yeah. See, I did have it. I knew it started with a C. Cosmos. <laughs> I've never seen it. It's amazing. It gave yeah. me so much hope. Not even for the human race. I, in fact, I watched it and I was like, okay, humans are fucked. We're dead. We're dead for sure. <laughs> but like. I, I and I don't know why I feel this like immense guilt for how badly we're fucking the planet, but I do. I think about it all the time. I, I it's probably not healthy. Like I don't know. My girlfriend all the time is like Scott. Like there's so many other things to worry about. Why are you worrying about the sea levels rising <laughs> and the fucking temperature? Like th- this is all stuff you can't really. I have a couple questions about this with you. Okay, are you so you worry a lot about it? Are you someone who takes, like, what's your lifestyle like in terms of Oh, huge hypocrite. I I drive a vehicle. I use gas. I turn my electricity on. Do you use straws? Do you use straws I don't use straws, but I I didn't use straws before I knew that they killed turtles. So, like, it's not like I was trying to, I'm not trying to save the turtles. I just never use straws. Um Yeah, so I, I I don't know I I don't know why I worry about it so much. It's kind of stupid, but like this cosmos, their whole thing was pretty much, um, we're not destroying the planet, we're destroying us. Yeah, and the planet's gonna be fine in but, like three million years after we're all extinct. Right, and then it'll just start all over. Damn. You know, small an- amoebas will will grow in warm water, and, and right. bacteria will form, and you know, all of a sudden, single celled organisms are becoming dual, c- and you know, it just starts all over it'll, again. It'll and I was just like, oh my god, like that's amazing! So we're not completely destroying everything; we're just ruining ourselves. Selves. And I don't know why that's more. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, well, because it's we could control it, maybe, and we're not. I gotta stop reading less. That's really. I, I'm just do you like go down dark corners of the internet like I'm, I do. Oh my yeah. god! I'll start watching videos about extinct animals, and the yes. next thing, <laughs> next thing I know, I'm like, so wait, 
we've killed like a thousand species in a hundred years you know like it's (laughs) that is insane it's crazy that is insane all the animals that are going extinct like the bugs that have gone extinct do you know how hard it is to kill bugs yeah like that's yeah this has really become a let's get on a happier note here (laughs) like we've really anyone listening to this is like what the fuck (laughs) I, i think it's funny because we we're both warriors but my worries are very selfish and small scale, and they're just about my mortality. Whereas you are like, "Holy fuck, the world's gonna explode!" <laughs> it's really funny. But on a happier note, you are in a relationship. I am, which like with a wonderful lady who tries to keep my brain out of such thoughts. You know, it's good <laughs> for seven years, which is the same amount of time that I've been single. Yeah. So. Okay. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, seven years. Seven years. Mm-hmm. Long time. It's a long time. Long time. It's a long time. How did you guys meet? Uh, do you remember the meet cute? I do. Like the, and I'm talking the exact situation, so not just a general. Um, like, you know what? I hope she almost isn't listening to this. I, <laughs> I don't remember the exact <laughs> moment. <laughs> She was just kind of there. Okay, okay. So she was a waitress at the comic strip in the West Edmonton Mall, and I was an aspiring comic in Edmonton at the time. And so I was at the club quite a bit trying to get in and stuff like that. I mean, this was in my first year or so of comedy, too, two years. So I I wasn't getting club time yet, or when I was, it was sparse and guest spots and stuff like that. You're doing what you can. I, I was doing what I can, but I was I was one of the funnier up and coming comics in Edmonton at the time. Nice. Shallow talent pool, but uh, <laughs> you know I, I I was definitely on the radar, and so I was getting a lot of stage time at amateur nights and pro am and stuff like that. And so um, she was also the sister of one of my best buds doing comedy at the time. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. Okay, actually, it's a and, good in. Yeah, actually, and shout out to Jordan Chazowski. He's he's my brother-in-law basically now, and I mean, he's done just for laughs at oh, the Halifax Comedy yeah. Festival here. Damn. He's he's quit comedy for now. I I yeah. truly believe he will come back to it, but right. like it, it it's been really cool um coming up with him and then also like Meeting Taylor and like falling in love and like it, it, Aww, you know, what's that like? Right, uh, it, you know it's great. What's love you know? like? What's love like? What's happiness like and comfort and commitment and dating? I don't know anything of this world. See, so you make me. it sound so hard. <laughs> I, I always oh. thought the same thing, and it's, <laughs> it's so funny because like the first three years was a lot of that, and it, mm. it, it's just like. It's kind of falling into each other's um, rhythm and grooves and stuff yeah. like that. You just kind of get to the point where it's 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 a very symbiotic thing. And you do got to be careful of that, too, because I do feel like there is, like, a monotony and a boredom that sometimes can come with that. And, like, which also leads to, like, temptation and, and yep. shit like that. Yep. And like sure does. But, you know, um, at the same time, we've done a great job of, like, uh, it's really fucked to say... But I 100% trust her in every scenario. There is no – and she does the same for me. And yeah. it's not a disgenuine thing. It's not just words. It's actually right. how we feel about it. And it's really the only reason I feel like I can go out and do 
three weeks on the road. Because you trust yourself and you trust each other. I trust myself and I yeah. trust her. Because the trusting yourself thing, mm-hmm. like, I think it's easy to trust another person, but trusting yourself is another whole other beast. I, I find. It, it is. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. There's been, yeah, no, like, there's been temptations. There's been times where, like, you know, (laughs) you know, you go back to your hotel room and you're like, okay, (laughs) you just, like, don't. So, honest question, (laughs) and you don't have to answer if you don't want to, but honest question, um, did you get hit on a lot after shows as a comic? Wow. Or, like, approached? Or, like, did you have options? No. No? I wouldn't say a lot. I mean, I'm no, not, I'm just wondering. I'm not. Uh, it's the, a good question. Here's the thing. I'm not. Uh, I make a good fifth impression. You know. <laughs> I like that. I, uh, if, fifth if, impression. If you're gonna stick around long enough <laughs> for for me to start to wear off on you, I've, <laughs> I'm charming and funny and and fun to be around. Right. But like, I it's not like my looks are are wowing anyone out of the gate. I'm not knocking anyone's socks off. My act is very goofy and dick joke orientated, so it's not like I'm like I have a sexy act or like an act <laughs> that like or like an act that's like really super intelligent or anything. Right. Like, so I, I I'm not really putting anything out there that's getting. Have I been hit on after shows? Absolutely, absolutely, of course, hundred yeah. percent. I think I think have I was... have I had straight up offers to come to my hotel room twice like oh, okay, I, I, okay. like it has that's happened a, but not not but not we're talking in 10 years right okay. so like we're not yeah. talking like this is something that de- I, this right. is something that i deal with twice a year where i'm like what like and normally <laughs> it blindsides me so much i just i i couldn't do it anyway and my girl always laughs too because the amount of times that she's like you know she was hitting on you and i'm like no she wasn't because i'm just oblivious i feel right? like i feel like <laughs> equally males and females get confused like yeah. they just don't know yeah. when they're being hit on yeah that's why I like, see, my thing is, I've mentioned it before in the show, but I sometimes will get into a mentality of, I'm just going to be straight up honest. Be like, hey, welcome, fuck me. Yeah. And and like, I'm being serious, but a guy's like, oh, Sarah. Yeah. Because <laughs> they think I'm being like, yeah. funny. And I'm like, no, I'm serious. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, do me. <laughs> Get your ass over here right fucking now. So you met the girl at the club. Yeah. Do you remember what your first date was? Or like, yeah. did you have a date? Or yeah. was it more friends that like so molded into... So basically what happened is because uh, her brother was on the comedy scene with me and because she worked at the comic strip, uh, our relationship started very secretly, which was Ooh. also very sexy at the... Oh, hell yeah, it would be! You know, so those those first like six weeks was you know you know it was exciting sneaking, stuff. Ar- it was sneaking, sneaking around, around, around. you're like making eyes at each other leaving open room. mics at late you know like did you do the thing where someone would leave and then you, like you'd wait for her to leave and then well she leave? she lived out of town so we we had this thing going a bit where like i was the nice guy letting her stay at my place type of thing oh and, nice like, she had done that with a few other comics too where it was like you know just so she didn't have to drive back out of town yeah. and um yeah, it just kind of progressed from there. I don't know. It, who asked who out? It didn't really go like that. Oh, really? So, like, we finally went on a date. I'm older than her by quite a bit, too. So she was 18 and I was 29 when I oh, <laughs> holy shit! <laughs> oh, my God! I mean, like, granted, that age difference, you know... Isn't so bad when you look at the age. Sure, difference. if I was thirty nine and she was twenty eight, everyone would be right. like, 
Congratulations. But, yeah, 18 is young. 18 but is 18 young. But 18 is legal. <laughs> <laughs> Hence, all the barely legal porn. <laughs> <laughs> it's why there isn't barely 27 porn. <laughs> That's it's, that is a big age difference, though. It is a big age difference. But it's really crazy because it's never felt like that. Interesting, yeah. It's yeah. never felt like that. She's. Yeah. I'm always been very mature. She's always been very mature. Mm-hmm. Um, the, I think the fact that her brother did comedy too, she got comedy. Oh, that would probably have a lot. The to fact do she with worked that. at a comedy club, she got comedy. She's exposed to it. More. That was the biggest thing with women when I was. It's just like no one got comedy, right? So you know, like it was, especially when you're not making money at it and you're working a day job, and you're like, "Listen, I got to go to this mic." Like right. I was saying before, on a Tuesday for no money to do six minutes and sit in a bar for three hours waiting for my turn to go play on the microphone. Right. There's there's supportive, and then at a year, there's always that point where the woman's just like, and to her sanity right, is right, just right. like what am i fucking doing what is this where is what this is going? this where is this going do i want to be involved with someone who's so focused on something that's so unattainable like that's the thing that that's the truth with canadian comedy and it, and it's a real sad state is that like it's it's almost impossible to make a living at this like i i finally pulled it off and i know that I, I i'm sure there are comics who if they were to listen to this right now and they knew how much money i made they'd be blown away they'd be like there's no fucking way this yeah. guy does this and it's because i hustle I, i'm not with yuck yucks i'm an independent guy i call bars i call places i i i bust my butt to yep. fill my schedule yeah and it, you got to be with someone who's prepared to deal with the unpredictability. Exactly. Of yeah, a hundred percent. And like, th- this is this is why I love the conversation that we're having right now. Because when I start the show, I was like, I want to eventually get comedians on because yeah. I want to learn more about this world. Because for so long, you know, I kind of just viewed it as, you know, I'm just going to the show, seeing this guy mm-hmm. telling jokes, you know. And I didn't realize until I started talking to comedians and being friends with comedians, getting to know comedians, that like they're it's entrepreneurial. Mm-hmm. You're you're literally an entrepreneur. Your business is you. You know what I mean? Like yeah. and you're working on your own schedule, you're your own boss. Like you said, you have to hustle, you have to make those phone calls. You have yeah. to have in a way, it's like you have sales, you have like it's a thousand percent. A it's thousand all these percent. skills that people don't realize until they talk to someone who's done it or know someone who's done it or <clears throat> date someone who's done it do you know how many funnier comics there are out there than me that make less money than i do it's just you yeah. do have to be a business person um because the there. yuck yucks model doesn't doesn't work anymore right you know and and basically what that means is is yuck yucks for those of you listening who don't know they have this clause where when you're with yuck yucks you're with them and you can't do you're any th- other gigs there. okay yeah. now the downfall to yuck yucks is that even their top guys probably only make a thousand bucks a month. Right. And I mean, there's probably headliners that do make a few grand a month for bookings and then maybe nothing on the next month. Right. Because the way they view it is they've got a finite number of gigs. They've got all the comics that they could possibly want that want these gigs. And so when they sign you, they're basically offering you $600 a month to not work any other thing, which means that to be a comedian in this country, you have to have 
a day job, which is insane. Yeah, and that's that would take a toll on you. It it, it does because you're burning the candle at both ends. You're working a day job eight to eight to four or eight to five, and then you're doing a late night show, and then you're going out at night every single night for the most part. And that's the thing with comedy that people don't understand is to get good, to get funny, to understand the math of jokes and stuff like that. You have to submerse yourself. Yeah, and if you don't, it's not going to happen. Hundred percent. And it, it it just it wears you down. So like you do hit a point where you're like, I just want to fucking make money at this right it's not it has nothing to do with um not being passionate about it not wanting to to be artistic or anything like that obviously i still want to do all those things but i've i've put enough work and effort and time in that i'm at the point where like i want to make thirty thousand dollars a year at this now yeah you know and you can't do that with yucks right so i've i've gone the independent route there are other comics that do it and i mean Again, I very much am the exception that's making a living at this, and especially considering that I'm a nobody. I I don't do the festivals. I'm not on the radar of a lot of places like Just for Laughs. I've showcased and stuff like that, but like right, right, you know, right. Like the gatekeepers know who I am, but it's not like they're like, oh, I've got to book Scott Belford. It's not the way. Do you want to get there eventually? Of course I yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course I do. Yeah. More money, more bookings, more everything. When you more get to money, that point. less problems. Yeah. More money. Yeah. Yeah. Where does the hustle come from? And when I ask that, I more so mean like, you know, I've had times where I've worked my day job from home mm-hmm. and I find it fucking hard not to get distracted yeah. or like to stay on track. Like, so productivity wise, how do you, how do you motivate yourself? <sighs> it's a tough question. Eh? I just do it. <laughs> yeah. I know it's not really a, a, it could a be, great answer. It could be like maybe getting into a routine of doing it. It's, to a point it's, where it becomes a routine. It is a routine. It's one of those things that like it took me years. Here's the thing with comedians that's really ununderstood is that they work so hard to develop an act that is saleable. They work so hard to develop jokes that they can monetize and can make money off of. And then you hit a point where your act is worth something and you should yeah. be getting $500 to close a show. Right. But now you're like – Oh shit, I know nothing about business. And then you have to learn the business end of things and you have to learn the contracts and you have to be able to ask for a deposit up front. You have to have the confidence to be like, yes, if you are going to hire a professional comedian, you should be prepared to act professional and sign a contract and give me $300 up front. And uh, have accommodations for me yeah and you know like it's 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 stand all, your ground in a way too it's all, and it stand is and it's all standard entertainment stuff yeah but when you're striving towards something especially like comedy especially in the arts you are so often encouraged to give it away for free because oh, yeah 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 it's experience it's experience and exposure because you are new at it yeah. And what happens, it's it's a real trap with artists where you hit a point where you're no longer new at it. It's right. no longer experience. It's no longer helping you build your brand, your act, your music, whatever it may be. Yeah. And then you're like, well, how do I fucking ask for money now? Because I've never done this before, right? Right? Oh, <laughs> I can't imagine. That must be tough. To get to that, I mean, it is, but it also it's like I don't lift heavy things. So, like, is it tough? I don't know. Like, people always (laughs) say, "Oh, it's so brave what you do," but is it? No, it's fucking not. I mean, (laughs) everyone says it's funny. You're like, like the third comic to mention that that people will say, 
Because I've said it. People have asked me because I have jokes in my phone and mm-hmm. shit. People are like, do you ever want to do that? I'm like, and I've said from my mouth, I don't have the guts to. So I've been on stage. I stopped keeping track, but I'm well over 4,000 times. Right. Do anything 4,000 times and then tell me you get worried about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's just, it's literally just. And there's way harder things to do 4,000 times, like smoking cigarettes. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like, I, you know, you start, like, how do you not think constantly you're going to die soon? You know, like, it's just like you just push it out of your mind. It's the exact same thing with speaking in public. It's exa- I yeah. get, Honestly, I get way more anxious about talking with comedians after the show than I do about fucking going up and doing my Oh, spot. really? Oh, way more. 100%. Oh, interesting. Not even close. Like, Why is that, do you think? I have no idea. I'm just <laughs> just a socially awkward dude. Always I've happened. heard a lot of that, too, actually. That there, there's this weird, like... One-on-one stage, is way harder. Stage comfort, in a way. Like, the 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 safe zone is yeah. the stage. Like, especially first moving here, and you hear about the the big names in town, you know? So, like, I'd met Dan Hendrickin before, but, like, you know, I, w- I came here and I was nervous afterwards with yeah. him and, like, Travis Lindsay and Andrew Vaughn and, like, all these Hell guys. yeah! All these guys that I'm like, I am buds with. I, I, I do feel like we're at that point now. You know, I've been on the scene for six months. Like, I, I feel like we can sit down and have a beer and talk about whatever we want. We're Absolutely. comics. That's the thing with comics, right? Yeah. We all have that kind of thing in common. But like, yeah, I was fucking nervous afterwards. It's it's why I've, I make a good fifth impression. It's why small that. scenes work for me. And, and honestly, in a year, I know that I will be... Well thought of on this scene by everybody. Right, right, right. You know, like, it's just, I'll be around. It's a small scene. You're going to see me. You're going to realize that I'm a nice enough guy. I'm a little awkward at times, but it's mostly probably because I'm either stoned and in my own head or I'm just uh, sober and in my own head. (laughs) I didn't find you awkward at all when I met you. Well, thank you. I'm faking it really well. <laughs> Honestly, that's how I feel, and I faked it well. Then, you know? uh, fake it till you make it is a subject that comes yeah. up on the show a lot. A lot of people live by that. Yeah, fake it till you make it mentality, which I didn't used to um, agree with mm-hmm. so much. But that's just because I'm a bad liar. An actor. I, I I I think that saying depends on what you're doing. Depends on what it is. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, maybe in like work situations, that's. Yeah. Better? <laughs> Maybe. Uh, 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 uh. Do you remember um, the first time you ever, like, really, truly bombed? Like, you, you must have bombed. Oh, God, yeah. Right? Like, everyone bombs. Do you remember what that was like? Uh, the first one? No. I remember the last one. Like. Oh, really? Oh, of course. Yeah. When Happens all the time. Yeah. Um. So much of it has to do with the fucking people in the room. You know, like... It does. It depends on what you're doing, too, what you're going for. You know, like, there's lots of times... I I really do believe, for most comics, um, when you start to get really good is when you hit a point where you're totally prepared to bomb. Yeah, I love that. Where you you have five new minutes, and you're just going to go up and do those five new minutes. And if you eat shit... You eat shit. You know? I, I love it when people look like they're having fun bombing. Yeah. That's probably my favorite thing. Because they're faking it. And that's not a thing. <laughs> yeah. Nobody enjoys bombing, right? That's, oh, I mean, that's true. Nobody enjoys bombing. I like it when people make jokes about bombing, though. Like, they'll say something like, well, this is not going good. Or like... <laughs> Which I try really hard not to do. Oh, it, yeah. Here's the thing. There's a self-awareness to it that is endearing. And it's why it yeah. gets a laugh. Yeah. It is a cheat. It mm. is... Um, 
it's it's the I give up button. The you know like the this is easy button. You know where it's just like it's a get out of jail free card. Right. That when you're trying to develop material, I think is is not the way to go about it. And and I mean every every comic has listen. When it comes to shit like that, and, it, you know, some people, some comics will use the term hacky, right? Which yeah, just yeah, means, yeah. I really believe hacky means in most ways Fast. the easy way out. Yeah, yeah. It means um, uh, a premise that has yeah. been used a lot and then you're not putting any creativity into, you're just doing it. It's like naming the town next to the town you're in and shitting on it. Yeah. And you're getting a laugh. Do it. Like right, absolutely right, right. do it. It's a cheat. It's uh, just recognize it's a cheat. Recognize. Be aware about it. Be aware of 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 the fact that it is the easy way out. Right. So I I, I don't be aware and do better next. Yeah. Time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and actually that's that's actually a really good point because if if you don't acknowledge it, you just you just push through. Just okay. That joke didn't land well. So on to the next. Some of the biggest progressions I've ever seen in comedians, and some of them were with comics that I looked up to and were better than me at the time, was they hit a point. Like, there's one guy in particular. Fuck, I'll name his name. He he knows this. His name's Sterling Scott. He's out of Edmonton. Killer comic. He's been on Kevin Laughs, LOL. He's done Just for Laughs. He's done all the big festivals. He's he's a killer. I love the dude. We've toured together lots. And we had a he he asked me straight up one night we were drunk and he was just like if there was one piece of advice what could you give me and I I literally told you basically what I just told you is just right. like you are too fucking afraid to bomb right right you know like you kill everywhere and it's because you you know what works you know how to work a crowd yeah you know the jokes that you're gonna do well with but I've never seen you really put yourself out there for five new minutes and just allow yourself to bomb. to fail right. Because yeah. that's the only way you go good yeah. at comedy is by failing. It's the shittiest thing about this art is that there is no way to find out what's funny without putting it out there and seeing if it works. Yeah, throw at the wall. And the, uh, even yeah. if you are a killer comic and you are at the point where – and I really believe you hit a point 10 to 15 years in where like, yeah – 25 to 50% of the stuff you're going to think of is probably going to get a laugh on stage because you're just at the point where your own filter in your brain knows, okay, I can present it this way and I can get a laugh. Yeah. I can do this this way and I can I can get the crowd to do this. Right. But you're still going to fail. Like that's the thing. You're still going to have that like 75% of the time where it's like you were wrong. It's yeah. not as funny as you thought or yeah. you have to take it this way or you have to take it that way. Yeah. Or just fucking... That's I think part of the, the cool thing about. I feel like we're talking too much comedy. I now. love this. It is a comedy <laughs> podcast. We're in the comedy category. So, um, But like I think that's the like I'm an observer of comedy. So like my biggest worry right now is that fucking like Travis Lindsay's listening to this and he's like, oh, Travis? God, will they just shut the fuck up about comedy? No, Travis <laughs> loves talking about comedy. <laughs> I know Travis? he loves talk. Every Travis comic <laughs> loves talking comedy. Every comic hates hearing it dissected. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they like talking about it, but not, maybe yeah. not hearing it. Yeah. Um, I, oh, that's, that's, that's so funny. <laughs> but for me as an observer, it's cool for me to see when jokes are improved upon. Because, like, there are nights where I'll see the same person. Yeah. Very, like, very close together, like, recently. And it's really cool for me to see who actually worked on it or mm-hmm. added to it or took away from it. Like, yeah. who, like, made it better. And, like, even though I'm hearing the joke for maybe the third or fourth time and, like, 
it's not always going to make me like, ha ha ha, like laugh, like really loud. And I try to laugh loud at comedy shows, by the way. That's like my thing. I'm like, yeah. I want to, sh- I want them to hear me. I want the support out there. <laughs> but it's really cool to see. And I, 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 it's part of what I love about it is like, I'm just like, these people are really walking away from each show and like working on it mm-hmm. and good for them. You know, like <laughs> bomb. Yes. Yeah. Fucking A. Um, I was going to ask. So you are now in Halifax. Yeah. And you've lived here for six months. Six months. I'm loving. What Man, do you I... think? What do you think of Halifax? In general. K. <laughs> here we go. No, no, no. <laughs> I love the culture mm. of. I really do love that there's a love amongst the people for right here. Right. Maritimers are proud to be from the Maritimes. <laughs> it's so true. And I, I do We're like We're so that. nice. There's a drinking culture. There's a drinking culture across the country, but it's it's got its own East Coast flavor. Yes. Um, I've never been in a city where a lone pedestrian walking down a fucking street can screw up traffic so badly. I blame... <laughs> I blame the students. I've never seen a group of people just wander into oncoming traffic like the kids in this fucking city. You drive by Dalhousie. My God, it is traffic chaos for no other reason than like fucking long haired dudes with backpacks who at any moment with their headphones on will just literally jet into the middle of a fucking road. I work there and I totally know what you mean. (laughs) It's 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 like, yeah, they're going to stop for me. Yeah, I, I own this place. I can walk out on the street. They gotta stop for me. Yeah, I get it. And me as the hyper, hyper scared of getting hit by a car person, I will look both ways. I will go to a crosswalk. I will go to lights. Like, I... I love that you even spun that. Like, it's a weird thing to be afraid of a two-ton fucking iron piece <laughs> of metal on wheels. Like, any sane person. And this is only... I've only seen this on the East Coast. I've yeah. only... Fucking yeah. Toronto? Try walking out into the middle of the street whenever you want. Good fucking luck. Like... <laughs> Montreal, they will just hit you and it's your fucking fault. Like, I'm from Anaganesh, where yeah. it's a small town. And it's like jaywalking is just like a part of the culture there. Yeah. Like, like it's just like everyone jaywalks because everyone slows down for everybody. But that's Anaganesh. That's a small fucking town. It's not Halifax. <laughs> it's certainly not Toronto. Holy yeah. fuck. Toronto's madness. Yeah. It's madness there. Did you ever live in Toronto? Yeah, I was there for the last five years before I moved here. So, what's better, Toronto or Halifax? It it depends what you're after. Yeah. Um, I don't really give a fuck where I live. (laughs) I kind of have a good time wherever I'm at. You're a nomad. You mentioned that before. I I, I am. You're a traveling soul. I just enjoy... Um, moving around. I just enjoy meeting new people and talking to the locals. I re- it, it's my favorite thing to do. It's why I love traveling. Like my girl and I, we went to uh, Namibia, Africa last year. <gasps> Shut and up. It's it's a fairly unpopulated area. A lot of parkland and stuff. So a lot of like safari stuff. And so we oh rented a vehicle my. and just drove around. And my favorite part was literally just English was their number one language. So like you could talk to all the locals. And it was just so fun to go into these fucking little bars and, like, sit down and have a beer with locals. And, like, they were blown away because there aren't a lot of white tourists that go and do that, right? Oh, my like, God. Um, so my love of drinking, I, I can uh, take that anywhere. That's amazing. And I scored weed. 
In Africa? In Africa. So fucking mark that. Scott Holy Belford. Holy shit. How'd you he do can that? score. We- I just, I just, just asked. I, I, you know what? Okay. <laughs> I'm going to say it because it was a long time ago. But we, I went to Mexico with girlfriends yeah. and I was terrified because I heard that they're really strict in Mexico yeah. about that. We went to this place <laughs> called Playa de- del Carmen, which is near Cancun, yeah. like little city. And like my friend Carrie, like found it like almost instantly <laughs> yeah like it was just we went into a shop that sold pipes and i think she like looked at the guy and the guy looked at her and like did a little nod and before next we thing you it, know yeah it was, just, it was so easy it was insane <laughs> i was terrified but the weed wasn't that good so hey <laughs> no are you a weed smoker yes i sure yeah. am nice yes um not like i'm not crazy into it no um i'll do it see here's my so thing. What, four times a month once a week. Uh, once a week at least. Yeah. I would okay. Say. But I do it more for. I'm a huge extrovert, and people energize me, and yeah. people also burn me out. Yeah. So I actually do it more to like settle down or like go to sleep. Yeah. Or if I'm like editing, or if I really want to focus on something, right. I'll I'll take a certain strand. Yeah. Um. When I get high with people, I find I'm a piece of garbage. Like yeah. I just cannot I actually record it with Andrew and Travis on the boys' club. Yeah. And had an edible. Bad decision because <laughs> I do not remember how good I was on that episode because I tend to like what I'll do is I'll just like be on something and then I'll just be like, oh, I just totally forgot what I was yeah. saying or like and I get way too quiet. Yeah. So I find um, we did one high episode of the podcast where we called it intoxicated and it was like after weed became legal. Oh, I that's told myself cool. I would wait. I was like, I'm going to wait until it becomes legal to do a fully high episode. Yeah. Um, and like, I, it turned out fine. But in the moment, I was like, I'm not talking enough. I'm not energetic. I just get to it in my head with weed. Yeah. I find like I'm a better talker when I'm drinking. Um, but I do love it to put me do to you sleep. Mind if I grab? Oh, go nuts. Yeah, go do it. I actually don't mind this moose heads. It's pretty good. It's pretty, pretty dandy. But what about yourself? Are you into the marijuana? Oh, I'm a huge pothead. Yeah. <laughs> Every day. Every day. Yeah. And what's your, are you, I can kind of tell, are you an extrovert? No. No? You don't uh, think so? I, I don't know. Mm. I, I've been talking I am, about this a lot. Here's lately. the thing. I'm an extrovert if I know everybody. Okay, fair. So, again, with the 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 good with the fifth impression you know like I, I love that so I, much. I really i really am you know like i what I, i'm very extroverted once i know yeah. everybody you yeah. know like yeah I, so it takes you some time yeah fair so i would say if that's the case you probably lean more towards like the introvert so but i don't you- know if i i'm not introverted though yeah like i'm not i I don't know if there's a middle of the road, but if right. there is, that's kind of where I'm at, you know? Oh, like, well, that's a good place to be, I think. Yeah. Yeah. There's ups and downs to it, right? Yeah. Like, Are you a social smoker or do you do it more like... Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I like socially smoking. Yeah. But it's I'll, fun. But I mean... Am I not going to get high by myself on a Friday <laughs> in a hotel room after See, a show? Fuck yeah, and I am. That's, that's where I'm like... Because people often will joke about like drinking alone. Mm-hmm. I would rather smoke alone. Yeah. Because I find when I drink, I'm more of a fun drunk. Yeah. And I don't want to waste the fun on yeah. just me. Yeah. <laughs> no, for sure. So for me, I smoking is more of a private thing <clears throat> There's, than it, it is it's, social. It's drinking by yourself is weird. It is weird. And I'm not gonna say I won't do it. I, yeah, I yeah. absolutely will have beers by myself. 
Uh, especially if I'm, because I'm a fucking baseball fanatic. I think I touched on that earlier. I just love baseball so much. So, and baseball is an amazing game to sit around and drink a few beers by yourself while you oh, watch it, right? Man. But I, it is one of those things that, like, for me, anyways, it is more of a social thing, thing to, to do, do right? Yeah. Like, it's something you want to do with friends when you're sitting around a bar or like having conversation in a uh, in a place like this yeah. even like just sitting in your living room like yeah i yeah I, not that i wouldn't come fucking hang out without beers but i'm hey. just saying well like, next time you see me at a bar now you can yeah. just join the table yeah that's right you're uh, like you know. <laughs> just fucking join me i also do think because you're paying for it mm-hmm. like you're paying more to drink so why would you do i used to feel this way about movies too yeah i was anti going to movies alone Really? And this, like, 2018, this past year, I did it for the first time in my entire wow. life. Wow! In your 30s, I it went, took you to. I went to the movies by myself. Isn't it the best? I had so much fun. It's the best. I actually, like, I'll do it again. I'm I love getting fun. high and going to a movie <gasps> by myself. Um, and, and it's funny because it's not something that I would seek out to do normally but like when right you're the on the road it's a great way to kill an afternoon especially when you're in a town you don't know anybody you're just waiting for the show it's like three in the afternoon and you're like, sitting in the whole town yeah absolutely Fuck it's the yeah. best i do it all the time oh man i think i, I don't know what it, what my hang-up about it was before mm-hmm. maybe i thought people were gonna judge me or something mm. or like be like mm, she got stood up or she's Alone, I don't know. I mean, like, I've been alone for seven years. I, I'm kind of now moving into acceptance. Is that, <laughs> I, I just out of curiosity, is, is that you find because you're you're just, you're happy being single? Like, is that something? No. <laughs> so is it, like. I think it's the opposite. I think people, ooh, we're getting deep. Sorry. Hour 14. Hour this is 14. good. No, yeah, this is good. Apologies. No, no, no. This no. is when I'm like, this is when I break you up. Know, What's wrong with you, <laughs> Sarah? Wrong with me? <laughs> um, I think that, well, I think it's a combination of things. I think I don't make enough of an effort to meet new people because because I, I'm in my 30s now. My friends right. don't like going out. Yeah. Um, I'm terrible at online dating because I just don't catch vibes well. Uh, that's via one text. thing I can't even imagine doing. It would be so hard. It's really, really hard. Like, I'm someone, like, like I met you once. Yeah. And I'm able to have a rapport with you. But I've met you once. Yeah. Like, like meeting someone on, like, just literally over text, it's just so weird to mm-hmm. me. It's very bizarre. And I don't feel like I translate really well over text. Because there's so many things that go into that. Tone and, and all this. I mean, like, so there's that. And there's, like, meeting new people. And there's, I tend to go after unavailable people. I've gotten into, like, messy situations where... It's just like multiple guys that are like really no good, like never going to date me. Right. But then they take up all my energy so that I'm not focusing my energy on meeting a new person. Right. And and now I have the podcast, which is a lot of my time outside of work. Yeah. So it's it's like a combination of things. But then the other thing is, is like, I think people, I think because I'm very honest about it and insane, like I've been alone for seven years. Like, this is what it is, guys. I'm fucking lonely. I would like a partner. I'm I'm not going to play this fake warrior uh, like like oh i don't need no man well i certainly don't need a man but i sure want one yeah. <laughs> i know i don't need one yeah because i've done fine without one but like i would like one and right I, and i feel like i get where you're years, coming from it's like one of those scenarios where double-edged like, sword kind of yeah where you're like oh no am i coming across as too like desperate, desperate. Thirst, like people use the word thirsty with me they think see I'm this thirsty. is this is where um 
this is where when I was talking about that first three years of dating my girl, like it's it's so funny how hard it is because now that I'm with her, it's just like it's so ridiculously easy. easy. Yeah. And I see other relationships and I'm like, well, why don't you just fucking be completely honest and do whatever you want? Yeah. But like I forget too that that's like a really hard place to get <laughs> yeah. to. Just yeah. total acceptance on both people's part where they're like – I'm making my relationship sound so great. Believe me, there are bumps in the road, obviously, as well. But like, you know, like, but it is once you hit a point where you're just like, you both get each other to such an extent. Yeah. And there's just like no surprises anymore. Yep. Yeah. There's a there's a huge thing to be said for that where you can just kind of like go with the ebb and flow. And And that's how I picture myself meeting someone. mm -hmm. I don't see myself meeting someone via online. Um, I'm very self-aware. I'm extremely independent now because i've been alone for seven years like i'm extremely independent because i fucking have to be (laughs) (laughs) this billy bookcase was built by me (laughs) independent not by choice would love to be codependent for a little bit just love to have that experience of being totally somebody make me reliant (laughs) but i think like but i think the thing is is like I have been in situations where I have been codependent on guys who are not, who do not give a shit about me back. Yeah. So it's like this weird, like, I'm now just starting to be like. Do you think Andrew Vaughn will say we have a good chemistry together? (laughs) I saw his comment with you and Kirsten and I was like, oh, dear God, I hope he thinks we're good together. (laughs) I hope so. I think he's going to love it. We're going to find out if Andrew Vaughn listens to an hour, 20 minutes into this podcast. We're going to find. I can almost guarantee you. He's still Name. That guy is definitely going to. Andrew, we love you. Yeah. We love you, Andrew. Uh, me and Andrew often talk, text about being sad all the time together. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just, it, it is what it is. I, I just feel like um, there's a lot of, there's a lot, I've learned a lot from being single and I feel like whoever comes into my life, it might take some work um, to get in there, but maybe once they're in there, it will be like you said, yeah. a little more natural and easy because because I have things myself figured out a little it, bit. What's fucked is way. I look back on how many times we could have just broken up, my girl and I. Oh, really? Yeah. And it's so many. Oh, just, really? Oh, God. Like, what kind of challenges? Um, Honestly, style? again, it really was it, when we, we moved together to Toronto. And pretty much after that, it was fine. Right. Um, But, like, the first two years in Edmonton of just, like, she was very young, too. Which, you know, like... It does. It does it, matter. It does. Eleven years, especially eighteen to twenty nine, is a big enough yeah. difference that it does. You know, she's still fucking figuring life. Well, not yeah. that I wasn't still figuring life out. We're all still figuring life out. I didn't mean we're always kind of always kind of yeah. doing it. But in that in the twenties, the twenties is the coming. Well, of age, I, I think the biggest age. time anyone grows is eighteen to twenty five. That seven years is fucking ridiculous. Yeah, how big. 100%. Of uh, a personal growth that is in most people. Yeah. Like, just for yeah. how different you are from 18 to 25, right? Like very, very, very. The 25 way you view is, the world, the way you view people. 25 is a coming into yourself age. Like, I, I truly feel that. And that's like, I think my age, the lowest I'll go on Tinder is 25. Because I'm like, I don't think you're a fully formed human until yeah. you're 25. Right. I just don't think, I just don't think that. I think... You're, you still matter. You're still valid. You're still going through shit, but you're figuring it out. Yeah. And I think at 25, you kind of uh, have things a little Tinder, more I can't out. even imagine. Like, that's another oh, thing is terrible. like, fuck, if my girl and I were ever to fucking call her a day, <laughs> like, 
Holy fuck. Have you ever been on it? I guess you never. 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 <gasps> never. You're so lucky. You know what's crazy? I signed up for Plenty of Fish, went on it one time. Right. That's it. That's that's that my it. and I didn't I didn't get a date off of it. I did nothing. Literally, that's a wild place. To literally, be. I well this well we're talking about how long ago it was now. Like I was on it when it was a thing, right? Like yeah, I yeah, know yeah. it's still it's probably still a, thing, a thing. But... It's not one of the mo- more popular ones. I, I would say the more popular ones are Tinder, Bumble, and Hinge. Yes, I've those heard are, of of, of two of the three of those. But somewhere. I recently deleted all of them. Okay, so they're they're gone. Yeah. Um, I'm going to attempt to not try because that's what people keep telling me. Stop trying and it will come into your life. But you know what's fucked about that advice? It's it's 100% fucked. Tell me why, though. Because it is ridiculously true. <laughs> it is 100% impossible when... When you're, you're trying. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to not try. Like, like it's it's impossible. You literally have to hit up. Like this is <laughs> with guys. It's huge because dudes, when you're like in that 18 to 25 year old range, like you just have like a raging fucking boner the whole time. Right? <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so there's no such thing as appearing like you're not trying, right? Like, cause you're constantly trying. Yeah. You fucking. Cause you kind of have you, to. You're just being way. led around by your fucking heart on, right? Yeah. So like. Yeah. Yeah. Like, really, when I figured out what not trying meant is once I got a girlfriend. Mm. And then I started realizing all of a sudden, like, women would start, like, hitting on me and stuff. Because you're not available. Exactly. Because you're just like, but, like, without (laughs) even knowing that I have a girlfriend, but just, like, because I had a girlfriend, I just had that confidence of, like, I'm not interested. I'm good. You're just going to be you. And I'm just me. Yeah, you're just I'm good. I don't, I'm not after you. Right. Just, we can just be. Uh, two acquaintances having a good time in this moment because it's less pressure and so that is attractive to people right right but it's almost impossible to have that mentality when you are after love when you are after a fucking partner when you are trying to get laid when you are any of those things it's 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 just i'm not giving advice by the way i'm just talking about like no i 100 agree and i'm making observations not advice it's a constant (laughs) struggle for me because i don't want to come off like i'm trying but i really really am yeah um like and when i say that i just mean like you know i'm looking for connections i'm looking yeah i'm trying to figure out like who am I attracted to and why am I attracted to them? And like, I really got to stop being attracted to guys with girlfriends. Yeah. So I'm really trying to like yeah. look at the single people in my circle being like, what are you like? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying my best. But the way I figure it, I'm like, it's kind of like a lot of things where like thinking about being a mom or something. Right. I'm not falling in love with the idea of having kids because it's something that might not fucking happen. Yeah. Like, yes, people are going to people are going to say back to me. You never know. And, you know, like you still have time. And like they'll say these cliched things. I mean, I'm like, yeah, I understand. But I'm not going to fall in love with that life because that life requires a partner or it requires a bunch of money. Both those things are not feasible for me right now. So I'm not going to fall in love with the idea of having kids. Mm. I'm going to focus on what I can control. I can control this podcast. I can control my career. So I'm going to put energy into that rather than these other things. Do you think Kirsten's episodes was better? You guys, you guys had such a good head. time. We've <laughs> so far, we've pretty much covered. We're all gonna die. The planet's ending. Well, do you, <laughs> like, do you want kids? No. Do you, wanna, do you want my, kids? No, my girl and I have decided we're not. No kids. kids. 
so but that being said, I can have kids whenever. She's yeah, 25 no. right now. Yeah. I 26. She just turned 26. So, okay. like, literally, if she in, <laughs> let's say, 12 years comes to me and is like, Scott, turns out I do want kids. As a 50-year-old man, I'll be like, sure, let's see if this old nutsack can still fucking get something. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you know? like, why not? Like, I'm not against kids. Right. I just, right now, I'm just like, meh, do I want kids? Not really. Could you take, is it kind of like a take it or leave it? Like, if it happens, cool, but if, if not, If she got cool? pregnant, would we fucking kill the baby? No. <laughs> you know? Is it her? I was trying to ask that. Is her? Is it? <laughs> is it her right to do so? Absolutely, fucking kill a baby. But I just take an old trip to the Abobo yeah. clinic together, make a day out of it, <laughs> get some brunch. I don't know. I just smoke so much weed. I'm like, eh. <laughs> maybe they're just swimming in circles. Then my boys are probably. I always wonder that guys who do drugs. Yeah. I'm like, what's their sperm like? I want to, <laughs> I want to see it under a microscope. I dated a someone who loved cocaine, and I can only imagine those sperms were like running every which way. My brother would hate that I tell you this, but little known fact about my youngest brother, he has sperm four times more potent what? than most male sperm. Uh, I the wanna... doctor said to him, what? have you ever got a girl pregnant? Because I, I, he's like, I've only seen two sperm in my entire 14 doctor year career uh, more potent than yours. And my Holy brother was like, shit. no, I haven't. But like, that's insane. <laughs> Hang on a so he has like super sperm. Super sperm. Whoa. Low testosterone though. Again, I don't know what? why I'm telling you all my brother's fucking. That's, that's crazy. Yeah. Right. Jesus. Yeah. Super sperm. Oh yeah. My God. You should see my brothers. <laughs> they're, they're single. You like my brothers. Where is he? Is he living at home? <laughs> no, they're Alberta boys, oh, unfortunately. That's, that's Too bad, far. Sarah. That's far. They're both 6'6", well, six, six, though. Fucking 6'6". Six, six. They're fucking... <laughs> my brothers have been the fucking bane of my existence. I love <laughs> I love them to death, but they're both like fucking... You know, like I'm I'm just like big nosed and, and like nerdy and skinny. And like they're the same, but they're like... But they're beefier, you beefier? know. <laughs> like they, got, yeah. you know, I'm just yeah. like, are oh, they ladies? Man, ladies? Like, like, do the ladies like them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're oblivious to it. Ugh. The, you, like, you men gotta get your shit. Together, like they, let me tell you. they do fine with women, but like the, the the women they do fine with are the girls that are like, you're with me. <laughs> you know, like, uh, <laughs> right. you know, like. Like well, my, I'm I'm available, so if you know anyone. Like my brother, my brother who uh, is closest to me in age, Brett, and I, like we're so tight. Like we're just like, Brett. and we're very different. But he's just like, but he is he's six six, and he's fucking. He works out every day, like because he used to be a big drinker and a big pot smoker, but he quit both. So like working out is kind of in his thing now, and like he's just, but he's also still got that very like. Um, stoner like vibe to him right and so he does very well with women but he's one of those guys that like he literally needs them to make Spell it all out. of the moves like 100% and he won't be with, if a girl is being subtle at all too bad and they, the amount of women that I've been around who have been like so what your brother just fucking is he gay <laughs> and I'm like no like you don't understand he doesn't think you're hitting on him <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna be really 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 honest here as a single girl of seven years yeah i get a lot of 
you know, like I'll get Instagram DMs yeah. hitting on me, you know, Tinder. Tinder's different because that's, you know, you're on yeah. that platform to be hit on. But more times often than not, it's that way. It's the I'm really putting out signals and they are not being picked up and this guy is not making a move. Yeah. And listen, I, I know I have friends listening that are going to be like, well, that's fine. Why not? <laughs> but really, that is the case. And it's hard. You know what it is? And I truly, I truly believe this. All of us still have a little bit of fifteen-year-old high school 100%. Scott or Sarah oh my or God, whoever yes. it is, and so so often you wind up resorting to that baseline, and that's what my brother does all the time, yeah. which is just like wait for them to make a move or like or like just think nobody's interested which is ridiculous because if you saw my brother you would literally be like okay well there's no way he thinks that i've (laughs) i I have embraced having crushes right now yeah at 31 good i have embraced it and the way that i see it is is like there's a bunch of people that i think are interesting people that i like and i'm like i'm just gonna go about my life and see what happens with this but it is it does um that schoolyard or like school mentality of of like being nervous to like tell someone you like them, I definitely feel that. <laughs> yes, I like I can play it in my head of like I'm gonna tell them I like them, but then I am just like, mm, no. <laughs> no, 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 I'm gonna try to feel it out some more, and then you know two years goes by. So, <laughs> oh, I have another thing to bring up actually. Okay, we talked about it before this. I mentioned fast food yes. and eating on the road mm-hmm. and how you manage to eat like a complete loser. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> do you like fast food or is it something that you just do for convenience? I had McDonald's today after a week of eating salads and it felt so fucking good. I, you know <laughs> what? So I, good. I do like fast food. Oh, I, do I don't like McDonald's. It's never been. What? McDonald's, I, I don't know why, and everyone says this, like, especially when they find out, like, that I'm a fast food junkie, because, like, I, McDonald's is never anything I crave. It's not something that I'm into. Catherine Robertson would fucking lose her mind on me right now. Oh, sweet. Catherine likes McDonald's, too? Who is, yes, she does. I'm going to get us some McNuggets for Who Friday Who is the night, next girl. guest on uh, Intoxicated yeah. Podcast? I, yeah. It's comedy week here. I'm just knocking them out. Um... I worked at Burger King when I was 16. I love Burger King. And I don't know See, if it just makes me think of that. Fair well, enough. Maybe. A&W. Love A&W. I love Dairy Queen. Oh, Dairy um, Queen. I, Chicken strip basket here's for life. Thing. I am a burger nut. Okay. It's my favorite food. Mm. Um, I have tried to say other things are my favorite food, but then I always eat burgers the most. So what am I talking about? Um, and even a bad burger... Like, that's the thing, right? I don't like McDonald's, but I would eat a McDonald's cheeseburger right fucking now. I would love it. I would, if you pulled a old one out of the fridge and were like, there's one I would microwave garbage. this. You. There's like, you're like, there's one in my garbage right there's now. There's one, like, there's a little bit. I got a quarter pound. I'm not eating it out of the garbage. <laughs> if this is where this is going, you're like, how like, much do you like burgers, like really? Fucking, fucking raccoon or something. Just take it out. No, I had a quarter pounder earlier tonight. Nice. It was delightful. Awesome. Last week, I ate salad and bland chicken yeah. all week in attempts to get healthier. And I realized my body needs some trash. So I'm going to have some trash tonight. But do you know, you love burgers. Do you know about Halifax Burger Week? Uh, in March, it's actually in my calendar. <gasps> you do know about <laughs> Halifax Burger. Was this, something you, was this something you learned about upon moving here? So 
my cousin used to live here. Okay. And when I first came here last year in March, I moved here in July, but March is when I was touring out here. And I stayed with her, and it was during Burger Week, and she took, and it was on her calendar. And I was just like, "You have Burger Week on your calendar?" She's like, "Who doesn't like burgers?" I'm like, S-. "I'm like, cause this is why we're related." Like, so as soon as we got here, I looked it up and I put it in my calendar. That's so week. funny. Well, yeah, Halifax goes bonkers for yeah. Burger Week. I, like I only like just kind of like burgers. Like yeah. I'm not like you. I don't hate them. Yeah. But I'm not like crazy. Like if there was a hot dog week in Halifax, Weird, that's when I would. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what I could get down with. I love me. You're like, I like dog. a tubular meat. Thank you. <laughs> I like the most phallic thing. Other yeah. Than yeah. Popsicle. Can like, I have a phallic meat? <laughs> but like the toppings on it. Like the, you could do a lot of fun stuff with a hot dog week. Mm-hmm. Come on, Halifax. Get up fucking on it. Uh, but Burger Week is actually, it's madness. Hot it's Dog Week madness. sounds more like something like St. John, New Brunswick would do. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll go to St. John. I've never, I don't think I've ever been to St. John, New Brunswick. No? I don't think so. New Brunswick. It's the uh, it's the Manitoba of the Maritimes. Is that so, what yeah. it is? Yeah. Manitoba and New Brunswick have a lot in common, right? They're both like there on the yeah, map they're just there um nobody's really overly excited about it yeah um you've seen the weather gods many times try to tell the people they shouldn't be there <laughs> yeah that's very <laughs> true like... that's so you've seen a lot of canada what are some of your favorite cities or places to go in Canada. Well, we are at the tail end of this thing, and if anyone's still listening and cares, then they deserve to hear this. Then they this. deserve to hear this. But We're the troopers um, of the without a doubt, Whitehorse, Yukon, if you are a fan of Canada, you have to see this place. Oh, it really? It is incredible. It is one of my favorite places on the planet. Wow. It is an anomaly out there. It's about 35,000 people. They're a 22-hour drive from Edmonton, which is the next closest hub, basically. Right. They're like a 10-hour drive from Fort Nelson, B.C., which is a a city or a town of like 9,000 people, right? Like there's nothing. you got to go a long ways to get anywhere. So what it has created is it's created this incredible community of of do-it-yourselfers. Oh, man. Because if you're going to do something there, you do it or you don't. Right. You know, so there's should have got off the pot. Incredible music scene. There's comedy that goes on there. There's an improv scene. Ah. Uh, there's all these people that uh craft brew and ah. distilleries and they they it really is this community of people that Making are shit happen. so isolated but make it happen. It, it it's just a really really Damn. cool culture and feeling when you're there and it is gorgeous. It's Banff in in, but no tourists. It's interesting. It's the, okay, it's the middle of the Rocky Mountains, is no that, tourists. And and were you ever there when it was like totally dark? Was there January? Mm-hmm. So I don't remember. Was, I don't know the dark. It, it was there. uh, it was light from eleven. It might have been ten thirty a.m. till about three thirty. So it was light for about four Holy or five shit, hours. That is wild. I was there uh, July second, which means that. Uh, I walked out of the bar at 11 p.m. 
and we went golfing. There was the the nine hole golf guy, the nine hole golf course owner was literally at the show and was like, "Hey, do you guys want to go golfing?" So we were out on the golf course. It was like one in the morning, and I'm not saying the sun was in the air still. It was like dusky, but it never got dark. It was just light the whole time. It was fucking incredible. That's Honestly, madness. White Horse is is the best. White Horse, interesting. Um. Saskatoon, an incredibly cool city that nobody gives any love to or any credit to. Saskatchewan, I love Saskatoon. Oh, really? And I always fucking mess with my maritime buddies because everyone just can't wait to talk about the ocean. I remember we were out at Peggy's Cove. My buddy, we're just sitting on the rock and we're just smoking a joint and we're looking out and he's like, man, look at the ocean. And I was like, yeah, just fucking the water prairies, eh, bud? <laughs> <laughs> you just you just like a big sky. <laughs> you just would love That's Saskatchewan. What it <laughs> it's water prairies. Yeah. Holy yeah. shit. Saskatoon and yeah. Whitehorse. No, Saskatoon and Whitehorse. And I mean, there's obviously, there's so many places in Canada that are incredible that I really love. Northern right. Manitoba is something that no one ever talks about. It's beautiful up there. It's really weird and different. Um, Quebec is incredible mm. and fucked. <laughs> I was just going to drive. Yeah. Like Quebec is fucked because it's <laughs> just so different. Quebec is weird because they don't even appreciate what makes them so special, which is that they are so multi mm. bi- multilingual and multicultural. Right. So like they're they're so worried about losing their culture, but I feel like they're so worried about losing their culture. They're kind of they're looking. It's like you can't see the trees, trees through the forest, forest right? And mm-hmm. it's totally that because what makes Montreal so magical, what makes Quebec so magical, is that everyone there speaks good English and bad French. Or bad, or bad, bad English, English and, and good, good French. French. Everybody, and it's amazing, right? And it's its own thing, and it's yeah. its own animal. And I, I, I really get frustrated sometimes with how much the rest of the country shits on Quebec. Like I'm an Albertan, right? So one of the Albertans are all up in arms right now. Albertans are talking about separating. I don't. They'll never be able to do it just because economically it's the stupidest thing they could do. Yeah. But, uh, they would if the Albertans were listening, they would fucking flip out hearing that. It, it's just a short-sighted solution to a problem with pipelines that we don't uh, have to right, get. In. Right, we don't right, have to right. get into it. It's yeah. it's it's but a that, big. That's your second episode. We'll get into that. Yeah, sure. It's a big long thing, <laughs> but they because of the equalization payments, which is basically have not provinces give or get from have provinces, and Alberta has right. always been a have province. So yes. a lot of money gets shipped from the natural resource industry in Alberta and it, it, it gets sent to Quebec and and they view this as unfair. However, what they don't understand a lot of times is that it has nothing to do with their taxes. It has nothing to do with anything like this. The people themselves wouldn't see this fucking money. It's just the way a country works. Exactly, yeah, yeah, of course yeah. we're not, we're a country. We're Canada. Mm-hmm. We're not like every province is out for themselves. We're fucking all in this together. And it kind of yeah. pisses me off when people view it other than that. Yeah, that's so true. So Alberta like gets all upset about these equalization payments and stuff. And I think Quebec has it so much better. But a lot of these people have never been anywhere other than where they're from. Where they are, yeah. And it's just like, go to Quebec. You think Quebec has it so much better than you? They don't. Everyone fucking has it the same. Like I, I've, yeah. I, As someone who has toured this country so much, it's the one thing I can fucking really get out there and say is that we are all the same. Right. Like if you truly 
believe that a conservative voter is out to get you and feels differently just because you vote liberal or vice versa or you're yeah you know or or you you feel slighted because one area of the country thinks differently like go travel the country you're gonna find everyone just wants a job and just everyone, wants to make a living yeah goodbye just yep. wants to like, yeah you know it's it's all the same that's very true Fuck. Anyways, I think that might be a good way to end this. Eh? I'm kind of a somewhat of a high point. <laughs> After we're all like well, actually, this whole hour and a half, we're like, we're going to die. <laughs> I have a good way to end it. One sure. last question to Please. you. Because you've done this a lot. You are now making a living. You are solely doing comedy. Um, ooh, this is such a BuzzFeed question. But what kind of advice would you give any people looking to get into it? Um if you could give I mean I think we kind of gave a bunch of advice already you know what but I I don't like giving advice but if I was to give advice on just getting into comedy if you want to do it just do it 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 sounds so lame and so no a lot of people say like a lot of people say that but I mean that advice goes for anything you want to do in life this we're, we're all going to be living in gas masks in 30 years. We're, we're, the planet is ending, people. Do what you want to do. Like, live your life. We are all going to die. <laughs> Nothing matters. Just do it. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree because I've always been somebody who has so many ideas and has never made anything happen. Other than this podcast, this was this was one but you thing did that this, I did, though. and I continued to like and doing it every week. You know, it's like, incredible. You have you have microphones on your coffee table. You've done this. You've got yeah. a fucking equalizer here. Yeah, yeah. I love it, Sarah. You're killing it. The, you're doing it. You're killing it. Um, and you, you talk about a, a good fifth impression. I think you made a good second impression. Nailing on me. it. Oh man, that look at me expediting my. That could be the title value. of the episode. <laughs> a second impression with Scott Belfort. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect. Yeah. Oh man, thanks so much for coming on. Hey, this, thanks so much what, for having me. What do you have coming up? Do you have any shows coming up here in Halifax? Uh, not in Halifax. I'm actually in St. John, New Brunswick at the Chuckles there at the end of the month perfect. with. Uh, Literally the funniest comedian in all of Canada, Sean LaCombert. So Ooh, I'm going nice. to give my buddy a plug there. But if you've never heard of Sean, spelled seen, S-E-A-N, <laughs> LaCombert, <laughs> check it out because he's fucking killer. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be at Yuck Yucks Halifax here uh, January 31, Feb 1st, Feb 2nd. Yuck Yucks. Okay, perfect. Come check it out. I can link to the, the Yuck Yuck show. Please do. And if you have a ticket link to the other show, I can link to that as well. Okay. Because this is going to come out on Friday. Amazing. So this will come out in good time for people to... I'm terrible on social media, but I'll even hit the share button. No, you're not. You share your shows. That's what matters. I don't do a very good job, but I thank you that you even would say that. (laughs) No, I mean, I think think that's part of why I like having comics on because, you know, it exposes them to some, hopefully some people that get out to their shows. Absolutely. And everybody... Check out a fucking Mega Comedy Mondays, Gas's Pub, Monday yeah. nights. It's fucking great. Um, there's comedy. There's so much comedy in Halifax, and and I sure let's you know what to fucking get in on. Fuck it. it. We've talked so long. If people are still listening, yeah. Barely's yeah. on Wednesdays. Wednesday what? night with Catherine Robinson is Robinson. incredible. Eight o'clock every mm-hmm. single Wednesday. Uh, Rick McGray runs the High Life show. High Life, yeah. It's the pot lounge here in Halifax. If you don't know, there's a pot lounge. There is a pot. I've lounge. never been, and I really want to. Spring go. Garden Road. Yeah. It's incredible. Look it up. Check it up. Yeah. It's very, very cool. It's 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 forty stoners sitting in a room smoking joints, <laughs> listening to comedy. If I you're love into that. that sort of thing, do it. Yeah. 
and um, yuck yucks every weekend. Yuck yucks every weekend. We don't need to plug yuck yucks. And like, Sniggly like. Wiggly's on Sunday. And Sniggly's on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. Hosted by Dan, who's also coming on the show. There you go. So this is this. Is, uh, I I know you've been here six months, but. I welcome you to Halifax. I look forward I to look, when we uh, do a, a third or fourth podcast together um, in one year from today. A hundred percent. And I do want to let you know and the people remind the people listening that I'm doing a 15 hour live stream in honor of episode 100. Beauty. So that's going to go from it's Saturday, February 16th Love from it. noon until 3 a.m. And I will be booking comedians for that Amazing. to come in and sit down for like an hour, sh- shoot the shit, have some drinks. Awesome. It's a it's a it's a 15 hour party. So it's an open will you, invite. Uh, will you have phone calls? I could probably arrange to figure okay. that out. No big I'm, deal. I'm, it's it's I'm not a big deal. To, I'm in Kentville. I'm in Kentville that weekend. I'm uh, doing K Town comedy, 14, 15, 16. But, but you could potentially call in. Uh, I'm going to try to set it up because Andrew Vaughn's going to be away too. Amazing. So I'm going to set oh, he's up. He's doing his a phone absolute system. run. Yes. Yeah. He'll be in Ontario, unfortunately. So time Big wise, shot. That's it. <laughs> um, thanks so much, Scott. Hey, thanks for having this me. This was sir. a shit ton of fun. Fuck and, yeah. And good luck with everything. And you get a bell ring as the guest. Ring that bell. Oh, one more thing. Can I say one more land yes. thing? Yes. Smoke weed every day. Smoke hey. weed every day. You know, I can't put copyright music in it, but I really want to. <laughs> she said not to do this. It's the end of the episode. She literally said, do not ring the bell constantly. <laughs>